This is episode number 15 with Microsoft Program Manager Mansi Patel. Welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. I'm Ishan Sharma and you are listening to Bitscast. Henry Ford said, "If you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right." Today I have Mansi Patel, Microsoft Program Manager uh, at my podcast. And in today's episode we talked about her journey from doing a computer science degree to an MBA to finally getting into Microsoft. what are some of the biggest takeaways that she has uh, the lessons that she has learned the advice that she has for us college students and a bunch of other stuff i had a lot of fun uh, recording this episode and i hope you will learn something from this let me know what's your biggest takeaway by reaching out to me on instagram at ishan sharma 7390 now let's just get started with the episode hello mansi thank you so much for joining me for this podcast uh, how are you doing today I'm doing well. Yeah, it's a early morning here in Seattle, Washington. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I just had a great sleep, so I'm feeling all energetic right now. That's good. I'm actually one of those rare unicorns. I love mornings. I can start my entire day without coffee or chai or anything. When do you get get up in the morning? When do I get up? I I'm usually up by 6 a.m. every day. Okay. Yeah, uh, last year I started listening to Robin Sharma, and I started getting up at five o'clock. So that was a great uh, experience for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's great. I think um, the earlier you get up, I feel like the more energy you have, and the yeah. more work you can accomplish throughout your day. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. So uh, I'm actually curious to know what your journey has been from like. uh being an indo-american girl into colleges in, in america and then now working for microsoft so please tell me about that yeah absolutely so i um so my parents are from gujarat and okay. so i was actually the first female in my college or in my house to go to college something that was completely different something that um was unprecedented from other people in my family as well And so uh my mom actually had done a few certifications and so she was in technology she kind of understood that this was for her outlook she said this was a good field for a woman to be in you can balance home life you can balance work life really easily and so during high school she really pushed me to take some of those classes and um try out and see if i even liked computer science um and that was one of the um major things that helped me really get into computer science and understand what was important for me in terms of what i wanted in my future okay um and so i decided to go to university of cincinnati and um study computer science and when i went to university of cincinnati i we toured the colleges and so i toured the college and i heard that uc actually offers a dual degree program and so in the 5 years that all of us um engineers already go to school and complete our undergrad i decided to take on my mba as well and my school allowed for that and so i would take on about 22 credit hours almost every semester since freshman year so packed oh schedule um but it <laughs> yeah. was really good i was able to finish everything in 5 years um mm. and a really good uh, learning experience what are your biggest learnings from your mba that that you did from university of cincinnati 
Yeah, um, I think I learned that I have, you know, two sides of my brain, and I was able to use them very effectively. So I have a very technical side. Um, I enjoy coding. I enjoy learning new things. But I have yeah. a very business and creative mindset also. And these mm. two almost opposing degrees and opposing majors help me uh, help me realize that. And that's what I like the most about doing an MBA was that it was completely different than mm. having, you know, than having that technical background as well. Yeah. And like, do you still believe that uh, MBA is worth it in this, uh, in 2020 and going into this new decade? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think having business acumen, having that domain knowledge is essential. I don't, I don't, I don't think um, nowadays you can go by without having that technical and that business background. Um, yeah. I think for MBA, you have to, you have to use different parts of your brain. You have to think critically about not just what's happening with your product right now, with your project, but what's going to happen in the next two years, what's going to happen in the next five years as well. All right. So like uh, recently you, you uh, posted uh, about your different, uh, like you had a, a Gujarat side of yours and then you also had an American side of yours. Tell me a little about that. What was that about? Yeah. And so I I was born in America, but um, growing up, my parents spoke Gujarati at home. And so Gujarati was really the only language I learned until I got to grade school. And then I learned English. And so Gujarati is my first language. Um, and I also lived in India for a few years before I started school. And so I constantly have this tug and pull of, um, should I act more American? Should I act more Indian. And so when I was in first grade, my my teacher in Ohio, she when you call roll attendance, she called my name and she said, oh, Mansi Patel. And I was too scared to correct her. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to say anything. Okay, fine. Like, Mansi, sure. And so yeah. since first grade, up until I left Ohio at 23 years old, I was called Mansi. Um, by my friends, my peers, by everyone that I knew um, from, you know, grade school to high school to college. And then when I came to, when I finished college, I came to Washington to work for Microsoft. And I thought to myself, no more Mansi, right? Nobody knows me in the state. Nobody knows anything about me. It'll yeah. be Mansi going forward. New and place, new you. Exactly. New place, yeah. new me. And I'm going to bring that part of me going forward. And I'm, I'm going to bring that real life, um, the Indian part of me going forward. And so that's what I struggled with back in Ohio is that I would hide a lot of me. Um, but here I feel like I'm much more open and I'm honest of who I am. And it starts with just even my name. All right. Great. So that's actually really good to know. <laughs> Okay, like, uh, so you actually got into Microsoft, right? So well, what was your journey like? Get, how did you get into Microsoft? Yeah, um, so I, uh, so through a lot of different avenues, I, I kept poking and prodding until someone replied back to me. Um, but I think one of 
the biggest things was that I had a couple of connections at Microsoft. And when I sent over my resume, they referred me as well. And so, and they not, they not only referred me, they referred me to the correct recruiter. So the specific recruiter for my school. Um, and I think that's very important. If you just email some random person like me and say, hey, can you refer me? I'm not going to know who your recruiter is for your school yeah. or for your region. And so mm -hmm. it's really important to find those the right connections and the right people um, to refer you. And so I had a referral and I also put my resume into the Grace Hopper database. Um, so not sure if everyone is familiar with Grace Hopper, but essentially it's one of the largest uh, women in computing conferences. And oh. so they have a database that they um, accept resumes and um, companies actually will look through that and parse through that and reach out to you if your resume fits their criteria. So I submitted my resume through Grace Hopper and a couple of months later I got a call that a recruiter was coming to my university. Um, and had never happened before. Microsoft never recruited at my university. This was the very first year that they actually came on campus um, and recruited a large number of us. And so I, a little bit of luck and a little bit of yeah. finding out who the correct people are to reach out to. Mm -hmm. I've heard that they have multiple rounds of uh, technical interviews. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. And then a uh, whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> Does that really happen? It sounds a lot scarier than what it actually is. Yeah. Um, everyone is incredibly friendly. So I had four rounds of interviews. Um, and so a lot of it was, they look at your resume. So you absolutely cannot lie or BS on your resume. They look at your resume yeah. and pick out what you have from there to ask yeah. you these technical questions on. So I had SQL on my resume and they were like, all right, draw out some query, write out some queries. I want you to you know, use these joins and these, you know, whatever you have to do and make it work for the prompt that they gave me. And so it's really what's on your resume is what they're gonna ask you for um, so definitely make sure you you know those skills well enough to whiteboard out um, but it is really a lot of it is more more than just getting the technical question right it's more of communicating that and communicating your thought process behind that is what they're looking yeah. for so are you able to bring the team together? Are you able to create energy? Are you able to brainstorm not just one solution, um, but MVP one, MVP two, MVP three? Are you able to build up on multiple solutions and then evaluate and make a quick decision on what Which you one is a better one? Yeah. to the time complexity and things exactly like exactly so technical yeah. is a little bit more than just technical it's more of those communications and making sure mm -hmm. you're also a good fit for the team as well how important is projects for uh you know, showing in your resume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so I have a website that I put on there. I have individual projects that I put on there. I think it's incredibly important in your spare time to work on these kind of projects, to work on something that makes you stand out. Um, and so dur during college, we actually had classes where they would tell us to make a website, and we did that, and we put our whole portfolio on the website. And I think 
just in the initial call, just having the recruiter say, yes, Monsi is a good candidate, that was essential because that proved that I was able to do work on these projects that proved that I um, would, you know, I knew the skill sets that I talked about. Um, and yeah. not only just projects, but having real life work experience. So that internship experience is crucial. Um, and so if you're able to show an employer that you have already worked in a, an environment similar to theirs and you have succeeded in that role, um, that is the telltale sign that you're going to be a good employee and a good fit for that company as well. And so projects and if you do internships or if you even do volunteer your time somewhere, those are all things that are incredibly important for the company to see how well-rounded you are. That's great, Mansi. And so like, what does a, what does a typical day of yours uh, look like in Microsoft? Um, <laughs> a day in life of Mansi Patel in Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, it varies day to day, um, okay. but essentially for uh, program managers, we all have features that we work on. We drive the next version of our product. And so a lot of it is speaking to the stakeholders, speaking to the devs, understanding where we are in the project, what we need to do going forward and how we can get there. And so a lot of my job is removing obstacles. If there's anything in the way that the, uh, from the devs that need to get the work done and need to get the task completed, I remove those obstacles. I also communicate with customers. And so the product that I'm working on is called Update Staging Lab. And it's an incredibly um, new product and we're just in private preview right now. So a lot of my job right now is to get that direct feedback from our customers to make sure that we're working on um, enhancing our product as efficiently as we can um, so that by the time that we go to public or general availability that we're a product for not only our specific customers can use but a product for everyone to pick up and use. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's really what I work on a lot is getting that customer feedback and making changes to our features and to our product that will directly enhance the customer's experience of our product. I didn't, I didn't know the news that Bill Gates is going away from Microsoft board. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, is that no, something that I, you see happening? Mm -hmm. I absolutely did not expect that um, to happen so soon, and but I think it's great. I think he's working on philanthropy efforts, and that's what he was most passionate about. You know, Microsoft was his baby, but he also cared so much about philanthropy. And for him to say, I'm going to put one, you know, my child has matured now, my child is an adult now, and to put Microsoft aside in good hands of Satya and say, now I'm going to focus on another passion of mine is incredibly commendable. Um, and I think it's something that we all need to look at and say, hey, like, when our time comes, are we ready to give up our... Yeah, Passion give back to, to uh, a separate passion. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's great. I, I'm not something I expected, but very excited to see what other things he brings to his new passion project. All right, Mansi, what would be your one biggest uh, advice that you would give to a person like me who is studying in, uh, in first year and second year in college? What would that be? 
Yeah. Um, so I think one is don't give up. There are multiple times in college where I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not smart enough. Like the imposter syndrome sits in. You think, yeah, am I capable? Exactly. exactly, exactly. Am I capable of even doing computer science? And, you know, am I... If I'm always Googling and looking up on Stack Overflow for what's the thing, exactly, what's the exact exactly. word for it? And everybody does it, right? Everybody does yeah. it. That's how you learn. Um, and so not giving up and knowing that you are just as capable as the person next to you to succeed in your degree, in your major, in your field is incredibly important and empowering to know. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I would give is just keep pushing through, keep fighting. This is only, you know, four or five or six years of your life. And once you're you're done with this phase, you'll have gained such an amazing skill set that not a lot of people have. Um, and you'll set yourself up for success in the future. So recently I started doing a lot of uh, artificial intelligence projects and uh, I did a bunch of courses from Coursera and all that. So uh, I think that everyone is doing it. And so the market is getting a lot more stagnated. What do you think about this? There's a lot more data scientists and people that are trying to get into this segment because it's a trending thing right now. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's incredibly important to develop that skill set. And although it feels right now that the market is saturated, there's still a lot of open roles, a lot of open um, positions for these these type of skill sets and the more and more um, we get into high advanced technology it's going to be required um, and so I would encourage people to continue you know using LinkedIn learning or Coursera or any other tool to keep gaining those certifications what's going to set you apart from this oversaturated market is having that extra certification, having that extra skill set. And so in addition to what anyone does with data science or anything like that, I would encourage them to pick up one additional you know, certification or skill set or technical knowledge as well. Okay. And, and, and actually talking about LinkedIn, what do you think, how important LinkedIn is for a professional like you? Yeah, incredibly important. I am, as you as you may see, I am incredibly active on LinkedIn, yeah. um, and and that's mostly because I get to form those connections. I got to speak with college students like yourself. Um, and so a couple months ago, I posted that I was specifically helping international students with their resume prep. Um, and I empathize and I understand how hard it is for international students to even get a job, right, in the US. And so you have to be sponsored, you have to have the appropriate company, um, and so on my free day off, on a vacation day, I said, hey, this entire day I'm going to spend helping international students. And I'm able to build so many connections. Through. There are so many people reached out and said I need the help and I appreciate it. And I did about 96 resume reviews that day. Oh. Um, yeah. And so I think it's a great tool to not only reach out to other people, gain those connections, but... Uh, one of those tools that no other social media has is that you're able to help people in a large scale um, and help people that you've never seen before. And that's the true, true kind of help is help someone um, without any selfish motives or anything like that. And LinkedIn gives you a platform to do that. 
Um, I've also have uh, connections with a bunch of CEOs and leaders in the industry. And so I'm able to use LinkedIn as a platform to see where do I want um, my network to be, right? Who do I want in my top five? Who do I want advice and mentorship from? And LinkedIn is one of the best platforms for that is to gain an authentic connection and then have that person be your mentor as well. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what I feel as well. Uh, I even started making a series of maximize your uh, use of LinkedIn. Yeah. So that is what I'm doing right now as well. Right. All right. So thank you so much for joining me here. I have one last question for you. What are you most excited about going into this new decade? Oh my goodness. Um, so much. <laughs> one for <laughs> the coronavirus to be over. Hopefully yeah. very soon. Um, Hopefully. In this decade, so for me personally, I am really excited about all of the talks and presentations I have lined up um, and all of the outreach that I am going to be able to do this year. And so I have a lot of projects that I'm working on with multiple people um, coming up soon. I'll announce it soon. Um, But it's a lot of volunteering. It's a lot of helping people and giving back to the community. And that's what I'm most excited about is that I have this huge privilege of working um, at Microsoft as a large company like this. And I have a platform on LinkedIn as well. And so combine those two things and really create an impact and help people on a large scale. So that's something that I'm looking forward to in 2020. That's amazing. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me here. Uh, It's been great to talk to you. uh, And I hope the audience will be able to learn something from this uh, podcast episode that we did. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you review us on Apple Podcasts. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, People that actually review our podcast really means a lot to me. You've actually taken uh, the extra time to go and help me out so that other people can also discover this amazing podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me here for this podcast and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.